Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning. Welcome to Manna for Breakfast. It is September 20. Seventh this morning. It's a Sunday morning, and we're doing our abbreviated Sunday morning podcast so that we can make sure we stay on track reading through the Bible in a year. So if you're um, getting this in the morning, pray you're getting ready to get a chance to go to church and worship the Lord. If not, get in the evening. Well, hope you had a wonderful time. So we're just going to be looking into chapters 11 and chapter 12 this morning of the book of Leviticus. So if you've got your Bibles, Let's go ahead and pray and get into it. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for giving us this time together. We do give it to you, God. We praise you for it, and we ask that you would anoint it. In Jesus' name. Now, in chapter 11, we're looking at the laws about animals for food. This is interesting. It says, The Lord spoke again to Moses and to Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying... These are the creatures which you may eat from all the animals that are on the earth. Whatever divides the hoof, thus making split hoofs, and choose the cut among the animals, that you may eat. Nevertheless, you are not to eat of these among those which chew the cud, among those which divide the hoof, the camel. For though it chews the cud and does not divide the hoof, it is unclean to you. Likewise, the shafan. For though it chews the cut, it does not divide the hoof, it is unclean to you. The rabbit also, though it chews the cut and does not divide the hoof, it is unclean to you. And the pig, for though it divides the hoof, thus making a split hoof, it does not chew the cut, it is unclean to you. You shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you. These you may eat, whatever is in the water, all that have fins and scales, those in the water, in the seas, or in the rivers, you may eat. But whatever is in the seas and in the rivers that does not have fins and scales, among all the teeming life of the waters and among all the living creatures that are in the water, they are detestable to you. Verse 11. And they shall be abhorrent to you. You may not eat of their flesh or their carcasses. You shall detest. Whatever's in the water does not have fins and scales is abhorrent to you. These, moreover, you shall detest among the birds, abhorrent, not to be eaten, the eagle and the vulture and the buzzard, the kite and the falcon in its kind, every raven in its kind, and the ostrich and the owl and the seagull and the hawk in its kind, and the little owl and the cormorant and the great owl and the white owl and the pelican and the carrion and the vulture and the stork and the heron in its kind, the hoopy and the bat, all the winged insects that walk on all fours are detestable to you. Yet these you may eat among all the winged insects which walk on all fours, those which have jointed legs with which to jump on the earth. These of them you may eat, the locust in its kind, and the devastating locust in its kind, the cricket in its kind, and the grasshopper in its kind. 
but all the other winged insects, which are four-footed, are detestable to you. By these, moreover, you will be made unclean. Whoever touches their carcasses becomes unclean until evening, and whoever picks up any of their carcasses shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. Concerning the animals which divide the hoof but do not make a split hoof, or which do not chew the cud, they are unclean to you. Whoever touches them becomes unclean. Also, whatever walks on his paws among all the creatures that walk on their fours are unclean to you. Whoever touches their carcasses will become unclean until evening. And the one who picks up their carcasses shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. They are unclean to you. Now these are to you the unclean among the swarming things which swarm on the earth, the mole and the mouse, the great lizard and its kind, and the gecko, and the crocodile, and the lizard, and the sand reptile, and the chameleon. These are to you the unclean among all the swarming things. Whoever touches them when they are dead becomes unclean until evening. Also anything on which one of them may fall when they are dead becomes unclean, including any wooden article or clothing or skin or a sack or any article of which use is made. It shall be put in the water and be unclean until evening, then it becomes clean. As for the earthenware vessels into which one of them may fall, whatever is in it becomes unclean, and you shall break the vessel. Any of the food which may be eaten, on which water comes, shall become unclean, and any liquid which may be drunk in every vessel shall become unclean. Everything, moreover, on which part of their carcass may fall becomes unclean. An oven or a stove shall be smashed. They are unclean and shall continue as unclean to you. Nevertheless, a spring or a cistern collecting water shall be clean, though the one who touches their carcasses shall be unclean. If a part of their carcass falls on any seed which is to be sown, it is clean. Though if water is put on the seed and a part of their carcass falls on it, it is unclean to you. Also, if one of the animals dies, which you have for food, and one touches its carcass, he becomes unclean until evening. He too, who eats some of its carcass, shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. And the one who picks up its carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. Now every swarming thing that swarms on the earth is detestable, not to be eaten. Whatever crawls on its belly, whatever walks on its fours, whatever has many feet, in respect to every swarming thing that swarms on the earth, you shall not eat them, for they are detestable. Do not render yourselves detestable through any of the swarming things that swarm, and you shall not make yourselves unclean with them, so that you become unclean. For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. And you shall not make yourselves unclean with any of the swarming things that swarm on the earth. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. Thus you shall be holy, for I am holy. This is the law regarding the animal and the bird and every living thing that moves on the waters and everything that swarms on the earth. To make a distinction between the unclean and the clean. Between the edible creature and the creature which is not to be eaten. Chapter 12 Laws of Motherhood
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, When a woman gives birth and bears a male child, then she shall be unclean for seven days. As in the days of her menstruation, she shall be unclean. On the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. When she shall remain in the blood of her purification for thirty-three days, she shall not touch any consecrated things or enter the sanctuary until the days of her purification are completed. But if she bears a female child, then she shall be unclean for two weeks, as in her menstruation. She shall remain in the blood of her purification for sixty-six days. And when the days of her purification are completed for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring to the priest at the doorway of the tent of meeting a one-year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. Then he shall offer it before the Lord and make atonement for her. And she shall be cleansed from the flow of her blood. This is the law for her who bears a child, whether a male or a female. But if she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, the one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her and she will be clean. Pretty amazing, huh? It's wonderful to see how God makes all these provisions for us, um, or at least for his children in this period of time. Would have been a little bit challenging to be a Jew in those times when your diet has just been radically transformed by the Lord for what he's telling you to do. I'm trying to imagine these people coming out of Egypt having enjoyed bacon and and. and and a lot of, um, yeah, pork loin and all that kind of stuff. Shrimp from the sea, all kinds of interesting fish, I suppose, oysters and different things. And now the guy says, nope, that's off the menu, guys. And uh, But you can eat uh, grasshoppers. That's good. You got all these other little insects. It was interesting what kind of they could eat and not. And I have to wonder if the swarming aspect is unclean, if... If God wasn't, you know, he used the flies, the swarming flies, and the locusts, the swarming locusts, as curses on Israel. And if there wasn't some correlation there, he was bringing these unclean things. They weren't to touch blood, you know, as well, from the or drink it. So it's, I've never really thought about it, but how many of those things that he brought upon Israel were these things that were unclean to the Jewish people? Of course, I, I don't think hail would be unclean to God. But it is used as a judgment of God. So in that sense, that's true. And then you have darkness. It's got, got some connotations of unclean to it. Um, frogs, probably. Yeah. Very interesting. Boils, I would think. I think pretty much just about all of it would be unclean. But it's an interesting study into it. Why all the dietary laws? Well, as you just said, he says, you are to be distinct from the world. Not only in your worship, not only in your words, but also in their diet, huh. in uh, what they were eating, what they were taking in amongst themselves. Uh, they, they would go to the marketplace. The people would know, oh, he said, I can't buy this. I'm a, I'm, I'm a son of Yahweh. I am a daughter of the Most High. I, they would, amongst the, the rest of the world, would know what they could and could not eat. And that makes it all the more interesting when we just read about in the Gospels, Jesus coming over to the to the, the Gazarenes and and uh, healing the man, demon possession, the demons all going into the pigs. 
And of course, that was off the diet. They were not supposed to be raising them for, for sale or for consumption or anything. So they, the people were caught up in sin and that. They weren't obeying the Lord and the dietary law. One of the reasons they wanted to get rid of Jesus, they were being very, very self-conscious there, <laughs> their sin, what they were doing. So a lot of dietary laws, part of this is for a, a symbolism of cleanliness. God wants us to take in our bodies that which is clean. Yes, certainly physically, and we should pay attention to that and not be eating all the processed foods. But, uh, I mean, number one, we know the dietary laws do not apply to the church. Uh, we were set free from that. Jesus showed us that. Jesus demonstrated that in his life. But, uh, and of course, Paul and the apostles and different things. Peter was the big one that was shown what was let down in the basket, how that diet whole dietary thing was now passed for the church but we should maintain uh, a, a body unto the lord which is clean what we take in but of course it's also showing it was to demonstrate that uh, what can you take in your body uh, can defile you and it is all as well what you take in in your eye what you're taking in your ear what you're consuming with the other senses can also defile you we have lots of illustration of that in the New Testament. It's not what you take in that defiles at you. It's what comes out. It's what you take in and do with it, how you think about it, and you process it. And then out of the heart comes all of these issues of life, which can make you defiled. And so this is one of the reasons why we see these things in Leviticus. This is right right at the same time where the temple, the tabernacle, excuse me, is being anointed and sacrifices being made for the people or it's being set up so the people can come in with an animal to be forgiven. So along with the sacrifice and coming in with a broken heart, they were also to be conscious of what they were eating, to understand that in every aspect of their life they were to be holy. From the morning when they woke up to the time when they went down, it wasn't just about going to the tabernacle to get forgiveness and, and being cleansed there. They were to be cleansing their bodies unto the Lord all day long. So there is a lot of application there for us. We need to keep ourselves clean in the eyes of the Lord. Stay away from the stuff that contaminates. Don't touch the stuff that's dead in the world, the stuff that does not bring life. Really, I mean, think about it. The, the stuff that goes on right now on the internet and uh, on TV and even the news, it's just so contaminating. We, uh, cannot, we cannot separate ourselves from the world. We're in the world, but we don't have to receive it. Put the filters on. Don't, don't consume the stuff that's not good for you, that's unholy. Consume the stuff that's good. That's why I always encourage people to listen to Christian radio. That's why we have the Christian radio station. Let that come into your mind during the day and let the word come into your mind during the day. That's what's so, so important while we're reading it every day. That's why we're doing it on Sunday. So that's the stuff we're to consume. Those are the things we're to take into us, into our bodies and be made whole and helpfully walk in holiness. So Father, thank you for this morning and guiding and blessing and giving us this time in your word. And we thank you that as we are partaking in this day, that you can be cleansing us from the inside out. <laughs> Cleanse us, God. We need it. Purify our hearts. Purify our hands. Purify every aspect of our life. And help us to consume only those things that are holy 
and good and uplifting for our bodies and our souls and our minds and help us to do the same with our kids and our families that we make our houses father not a place where we're touching things that are dead and eating things that are not clean for us spiritually and god help us be mindful of also what we was not good for us physically just for the health of our bodies so we can be temples of the holy spirit so we can be good caretakers of that which you've given us so thank you father we praise you and we thank you for this beautiful morning that you've given us in jesus name amen mm-hmm.